Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hubs Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hub's plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit hubspeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S peanuts.com. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film... Or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. What's going on, everybody? I am Mr. Kevin Foreman. You are listening and watching. We're doing a special video podcast this month with the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast. I am talking today with my broker. That's the term he coined, and I love it. Pastor Dale Lawrence, a.k.a. Mr. Dale, the hip-hop apostle, hope dealer yeah. of Memphis, Tennessee. What's happening, Bishop? Listen, I am so glad to be with you today. This is going to be exciting. Because today we're talking leadership and we're talking leadership lessons from the Godfather. Amazing. Leadership lessons from the Godfather. Listen, guys, I want you to do a couple of things. One, don't forget you can connect with the Harvest Leadership Network. To do that, all you have to do is text HLN to 59769. Connect to the Harvest Leadership Network. If you're a leader in the seven areas of society, arts and entertainment, business, education, family, government, media, and church. If you're a leader in any of those areas, every leader needs a leader. Every general needs a general. Every pastor needs a pastor. Everybody needs somebody that can pour into them. And what we want to do is help empower leaders so that they can uh, seize the harvest and change the regions that they are in. Pastor, let's get into this thing. So you got me started on looking at the Godfather. Now, I got to be honest. I had preached the Godfather before, but I got to be honest. In a series we did called Harvest at the Movies. I preached it, but I didn't actually watch the movie. I read the summary. I said, this is a three-hour movie. I said, I'm going to read the summary and preach it from the summary. And it preached well, but you had me watch it. You, you preached well, no doubt about it, but you did yourself a disservice by not looking at the greatest trilogy of our lifetime. Listen, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So we're watching it. It doesn't seem like a three-hour movie. I tell you, it did see. As a matter of fact, we even paused it several times and had conversation and dialogue about the leadership yep. principles and all of that. And, uh, and and so we probably took more time than the movie did. It was powerful. First off, um, to those who may not be familiar with you, tell them a little bit about your background, who you are, what you've done, because you really have pioneered. We talked about it. You really pioneered a new genre of music in what was known as holy hip hop or Christian rap, that type of thing. It's popular now, but when you were doing it, you were getting kicked out of churches for it. Tell, tell a little bit about your story because there's a special grace it takes to be a pioneer. I know because I have that same grace. There's a grace you got to have to be a pioneer. Definitely. I started professionally with the uh, platinum and Oscar selling rap group 3-6 Mafia out of Memphis, Tennessee. Now, uh, just alone, outside of me being a pioneer of holy hip-hop, you got to understand, me coming from that world, already was a lot of critics, skeptics, you know, you know, because of the cross of which I don't understand because we're all coming from sin. It's just the the difference was mine was mine was popularized. You know, mine was mine was out there on Front Street. But and especially when you look at the group name, Triple Six Mafia, Three Six Mafia. So I got so much pushback uh, coming over. Uh, but then uh, I knew what God told me, uh, and it wasn't my choice. Uh, you know, the Bible says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Definitely mm. the thing in my case. Uh, right. I don't I don't have the testimony where I, woe is me, and I hit rock bottom. No, I was riding high, mm. riding high, and had no intentions 
wow. of, of, of giving my life to God, nor did I have any intention of starting this movement uh, but or pioneering this movement. But what I did, uh, it was so many barriers we had to break. Churches was kicking us out. Uh, churches was demonizing us. All these things that we had to fight through so much, even to the point where through creating the genre, we were we got nominated for a Grammy. And because the genre had not been created, wow. they had to throw us in a rock category, Christian rock category for the Grammy. Wow. Wow. Hold on, Pastor, because that's a word for somebody. Because whenever you're creating something, because we're going to take so many leadership lessons. Guys, make sure you're taking great notes. We're going to take lots of points out of it. So one, you got pushback because of your past. Whenever you're doing something new as a leader, your past is going to be the first thing to confront you. Number two, I heard you say, you were riding high. You wasn't, you wasn't in the valley where you found him in the valley. You didn't find the lily in the valley. You got like Paul. You was knocked off on a horse while you was riding high. Come on. Um, which speaks to the apostolic call, right? Because normally when God wants somebody to pioneer something, he takes somebody that's good at something else and pulls them over into his realm. Wow. Right? Um, he literally will say, you've learned how to succeed, so I'm going to take you from that and pull you over here and use you for my purposes. That's what he did with Paul. That's what he did with, look at the 12 that Jesus picked to be those ruling apostles. They were fishermen. Um, they had good business. Um, they were doing well. How do you know? They had multiple boats. They had staffs. They had teams. So these guys weren't failing at, at, at everything that they did. They were tax collectors. That's a business where you know you're going to do well. Jesus says, let me find men that are successful. This is a leadership principle for somebody at what they're doing. And when you're successful at it, at your zenith, at your apex, I'm going to take you from that and pull you over into the kingdom. That's part of the apostolic call. I'm not pulling you because you failed. I'm pulling you because you succeeded. That's good. Wow. That's amazing. That's, that's, that's the apostolic call right there. He doesn't take you when you're at your low place. He pulls you right at the apex and says, I'm going to need you over here and I'm going to use you. Same thing he did with Paul. Same thing he did with majority of those that we see in the scriptures. They were succeeding at what they were doing. Um, they weren't failing. He picked them because they were succeeding. Then the third thing you said is that as you're pioneering this category, um, there was no category that existed. So they threw you in with something you didn't fit with. Let's just talk about that for a minute before we get to Godfather, because there's a lot of people who you lose the uniqueness that you are because people don't know how to handle you because you're not like what they've experienced before. Correct. And I saw myself doing it with the first album. Wow. I, I, wow. I, even though my first album was celebrated, I felt, I compromised a little because I tried to make it churchy. Mm. I tried to make it palatable for church people to swap me. Mm. And quickly I realized that God told me the concept about one from among them. That mm. I pulled you out to go and get these type of people, not to impress these type of people. Wow. Wow. That's good. Or to, or to be accepted by these type of people. And I, carved, and I carved out my own lane, man. And when I did that, that was when I became more creative, mm -hmm. more, more comfortable, right, and more resilient. Right. Because I knew who I was, and you never have to try hard being you. Being you. So here's the fourth thing you said, though, right? Back to this whole thing about the 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 apostolic gifting, right? Because um, those that are connected to the Harvest Leadership Network are many of them are in that vein. Some are executives, they're pastors, um, some are bishops, what have you. Um, one of the things that's amazing, Jesus did not pick anybody to be on his team from church. I'm going to say that again. That's good. Nobody in Jesus' top tier was from church. Wow. He didn't find him in the synagogue. That's true. He didn't find him in the synagogue. He didn't find them at temple. He didn't synagogue where they'd be taught, temple where they'd sacrifice. He didn't find them there. He found them out. Here it is in the marketplace, succeeding at what they were doing. That's good. And then he says, come follow me because you're succeeding at this, but you're still not fulfilled in what you're succeeding at. True. True. And that's, can you say that about you? Is that statement true for you? 
Yeah, that's what it was for me because right. you know, I, you know, the, the the seed of righteousness was always in me. My mother mm -hmm. chose life. She was saved. She always used to take us to church the whole nine. Mm -hmm. But but I ran in the streets, ran with a gang. But my heart was always people. I wow. love I love people. Uh, even when we were, you know, traveling and doing shows, I, I was the one that always prayed. You know. Uh, and things like that. So, so definitely, even though I was successful over here, I knew that that wasn't my purpose and wow. that wasn't and my true calling. Wow, that's good. That's really good. That's really good. So you create this lane. You, you're thrown in this category with other people. Um, fast forward. Let's fast forward. You end up creating Holy Up and so many other things. Talk just a little bit about that, and then we're gonna get these leaders of lessons from. The Godfather. Yeah, then, then, yeah. So after the first album, I then go into creating a movement of young people of that generation. Uh, basically, hence the uh, the uh, the coin name Hip Hop Apostle, mm -hmm. uh, because I wanted uh, the hip hop generation to represent God the way they was representing the enemy. Mm. Uh, I was very frustrated uh, with the zeal and the excitement that they had over the devil, but yet these people claimed that they be believed in God, but they, right. didn't but they didn't have a product or a culture that made it okay wow. to, to still represent God and still dress how they dress, talk how they talk, mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and the music be equivalent mm -hmm. to what they listen to. You know, when I came into it, it was only a handful of quote-unquote gospel rappers, and it sounded very churchy. It did, it did not sound like the culture. And right. so, of course, kids will look at that as being corny. Gotcha. So that was my main thing was to make it cool, to right. make king, kingdom cool. There you go. That's good. I love what you said, because I, for every leader listening, you are the chief leadership or the chief cultural creator in your organization the chief cultural creator. Leadership is about creating culture. And I love what you just said. You said you wanted to create a culture. That's ultimately the goal of a leader is to create a culture that produces what it is that you want. You can't make people do anything. You can't force people to do anything. You have to create a culture that that allows for people to accomplish whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. And yeah. so um, so you did that. That's amazing. Guys, I hope y'all are taking good notes. This is going to be good. So then you're a movie buff. I'm a movie buff. You're a movie buff. You quote movie lines to the to the to the T. To the T. To yeah. the point where you'll give me sometimes that I'd be like, wait, that's right. That's right. You'll give me sometimes. The Godfather. What got you into looking at the Godfather? What got me looking into the Godfather was uh I've always been a fan of I mean, it's just in me. I'm a former gang member, so so I'm, mm -hmm. I've always been a fan of gangster movies, right? Right, right. And what and what I noticed about gangster movies, especially the Italian uh, uh, mafia, was their principles, mm. their structure, mm. and their family uh, importance uh, on family and family ties. Right. And I always felt like. They were so organized, hence organized crime. Sure. And, and I'm and I'm a very analytical thinker. So even when I'm watching movies, I'm always thinking or finding the God in it or doing some sort right. of comparison. And I will look at how black gangs were versus, you know, the mob. Or mm -hmm. I will look at or or I would look at how, you know, uh black people were versus Italians. Mm -hmm. And and just looking at how you know family was so important organized principles uh father to son l legacy right. lineage things that my people were not able to get because of slavery so sure. it would always impress me to take nuggets from that and be like mm, that's how i want to run my family right. that's how that's how i want to run my business legal of course sure. but, but but the principles there was so king and mm. kingdom. Mm -hmm. They also they were also very religious people as well. Mm -hmm. 
Right. So, right. But we'll kill you and then go to Manus. Oh, yes, they will. Yes, they will. They'll, they'll order the head of the five families while being at mass. While at mass, right. I love it. You know, what, I think what you said is so important because here's another leadership principle. If you don't understand where you've come from, you don't know what's fighting you where you're at. I'm going to say it again. If you don't understand where you come from, you don't understand what's fighting you where you're at. And what you mentioned is so key because in an African-American culture, um, African-Americans, you're now talking 401 years since the Atlantic slave trade began, um, where the families were literally ripped apart and torn apart. The strong were taken from the continent of Africa and sold off. All of them didn't make it across those that were brought here were souls. So there was no family. So they had to create the best concept they could. And that could be an itty minute because one could be taken and sold. And so for a lot of people who are, I want to make sure that leaders get this principle. It, it is not to be critical. It is to be uh, aware and cautious that wherever you've been, you know what's fighting you. So because disunity if you're an African-American leader, is something that you that has had to be faced culturally, uh, historically, you got to know that disunity is what's fighting against you now, right? Yeah. Because it is the 400-year pattern of you don't get to build a family. So here it is. You don't get to have loyalty. You don't get to have legacy. You can't pass from father to son because you don't know where your son was sold to. Come on, you, can't, come on. You, you can't honor your father. Here it is because you don't know who he is. Because he yes. was sold. You can't, you know, right? So I think that's important for every leader. Whatever you're trying to do, you need to know where that's been. If it's music, if it's ministry, if it's business, you need to know where that's been so you know what's fighting you now. So you looked at the movies, Godfather. And here's the first line you told me. We'll pick it up here and then we'll get a few principles and then and then we'll, we're going to knock this thing out. Um, you said this to me. You said, this is the business we chose. Yes, sir. You gave me that line, and that thing right there about preached to me in a way that I've been preached to. Talk about that line. That's from Godfather 2. So just talk about why that line stuck out to you so much. Because for leaders, you got to understand while God calls you whatever to whatever sphere you're in, you still have to choose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 and again, man, Godfather is such an important movie to me. I watch it every year. Every year in, in, in its entirety, I implement and have implemented so many of the principles from all three movies in everything that I do, not just my mm -hmm. personal life, but my professional life. That line meant so much because it talked so much, but it, in the moment, it meant to me a level of discipline mm -hmm. that I have never seen before. Mm -hmm. in, in, in the scene, he knows Michael Corleone killed his understudy, mm -hmm. but he was so disciplined the business. To, not, to not let his emotions Come on. override the business, even to the point that that was the next line. He said, somebody put a bullet in his eye, he said, and I let it go. Mm -hmm. He said, because I told myself, you know, this is the business we chose, watch this, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. he said, and I didn't ask who gave the order mm -hmm. because it had nothing, nothing to, do to do with business. business. Come on. So look, ah. it's getting me excited now. So, right. so when, so when you, when you parallel that with do business until I come back. Until I come right. When, when you parallel that to, didn't you know I would be about my father's business? Father's business. Right. It it gives you this in forced obedience mm -hmm. that no matter what you come against, no matter what comes against you, because you got to remember, Jesus had people trying to kill him. He had, a Judas, he had a Judas in the camp. He had right. people, I mean, he was constantly frustrated with his disciples and their faithlessness. But this is the business that we chose. There so therefore, it, 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 it makes you very concretized in mm -hmm. your decision of who you are and what you're here to do. What you're here to do, which I think is so important because I think from here's the, here's the leadership lesson. You need to know the business you're in. If you are not certain the business you're in, you will you will fail at it because you weren't clear about it. Yeah. Um, you will yeah. fail at it because you're not clear about it. And I think for many leaders, you think you're in a different business than, than the business that you're in. For example, if you're a chief executive officer of an apparel company, you are in the business of selling apparel. That's the goal. 
That's the end game. You are not in the business. Here it is of hiring people that don't produce and keeping them on because you feel bad for their situations. Wow. Now, I know that's a hard statement, but if you think you're in the business of rescuing people, your business will fail because you didn't realize the business you chose. See, to say this is the business we chose, you got to know what business you chose. Yeah, you should have been a lifeguard. There you go. There you go. Should have been a lifeguard. Or, or go or go into social work or go, or go into something else. Do something else because as a leader, when you begin to get emotional about the business you chose, even Jesus Let's use him again. He never asked Judas what he was doing. He said, just do it quickly. Judas gets up from the table and leaves out real fast. Jesus says, go do what you got to do and do it quickly. I'm not asking you what you're doing. Guess what? Because this is the business that I chose. And I know you're a betrayer. I know you're a turncoat. I know you're against me. And guess what? This is the seat I chose to be in. I chose to come sit in this seat and although I'm God, to take a body and allow this body to be crucified for the sins of the world. This is the business I've chose. And guess what? Nevertheless, I wish this could pass for me, but it can't. Why? There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. This is the business I've chose. I'm not asking you anything, Judas, because it has nothing to do with business. He never asked those that hated him. Here's the last part, and then we can move on to a couple more lines and wrap this up. It's a great conversation. Um... Uh, look at this. Jesus never asked the Pharisees and Sadducees, why don't y'all like me? Why do you have a problem with me? He sure did. You know why I didn't? Because it had nothing to do with business. Jesus was like, y'all aren't my audience. How do we know? He knew his business. I came for the lost sheep yes, he did. of the house of Israel first, then the Gentile. That's it. Jesus said, I didn't come for you, Pharisees and Sadducees. You're not my audience. Back to what you were saying with music. You're not my audience, so I don't care what your view of me is. Ooh. He asked those around him, "What? who do you say that I am? And then who do men say that I am? Well, who are the men they were hanging around? These were the people that Jesus was, uh, he had sent these guys out to minister to the business that he was in. Everybody is not going to reach everybody. And as a leader, if you're not clear on who you're supposed to reach and who you're supposed to please, then what's going to happen is that you're not going to succeed. See, if you're not the senior leader, but you're a middle leader, your responsibility is to please the senior leader. Sure, sure. Let's talk about that in The Godfather, because that's one of the things that you saw, even with Michael Corleone and his own brother. Yes. Let's go there, because everybody listening and watching is not the senior leader. Some are middle level leaders. They're directors, managers, whatever the organization is, church, associates, whatever it is. And so when you're in that spot, some people say, well, as long as God is pleased and I'm pleased. But when you're a middle level manager, what does the Bible say? Please him who enlisted you, Paul tells Timothy. And who enlisted you wasn't God, Timothy. It was Paul. It was me. Let's talk about that because sometimes people aren't effective when they're not the senior leader because they don't know who it is that they're supposed to be pleasing as it relates to how they produce, how they serve, how they work, et cetera. The mob is so good with that. Uh, if you remember when they tried to set Michael up on Trump charges, they had a chart of the mob and it had the Godfather at the top. Mm-hmm. And underneath that, they had the, the capo. Uh, they had the captain. They had the, uh, the, the counselor who was calm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone had their roles. Mm-hmm. And, and even in the mob, you remember this in uh, Harlem Nights, when uh Tommy was stealing the money and he and, and, and Bugsy told the guy, he said, Well, you brought them to me, so it's your responsibility. Your responsibility. So mm-hmm. so you see there what you just said. Mm-hmm. You're who you connected to. Sure. So 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 if you screw up, then it's it's on you and the person that you picked. Right, right, right. That's good. That's good. W- w- one of the things that I saw in the movie, um, there was this sense of Michael Corleone, who was the the son of the the uh, the premier Nico. character, 
veto. Now, listen, I haven't seen one yet. It's on my right. list. That's it, this I've seen two and three. I watched who is, the, who is the original Godfather? The original Godfather. Now, here's the thing. His sister, Connie, shows up. And Connie says, I need to talk to my brother or Michael, whatever she called her. And the mother, their mother. Come on now. Says, no, 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 wait, says, wait, wait, wait. I ain't going to let you breeze by that. It was a, he, and she said, and I don't want to wait. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that line. See, see, uh -oh. you got to laugh. She said, "I don't want to wait." But you remember, know? but remember, mm -hmm. but, but that goes with the mama and what she said. She said, "You go wait like every." Everybody that's the way else. the wife said that because she was trying to trump her kinship, right, over his divinity, yeah, right. over his leadership. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you even see that happen with Jesus. Jesus is preaching, and he's teaching. And his mother and brothers come, and which is interesting to me, because why weren't they sitting there listening and receiving? Here's a leadership lesson. Pay attention to those Jesus did not invite in. Ooh. Because as a leader, many times you invite in who even God would in, invite into what you're trying to build. Jesus did not invite all of his siblings into what he was building. At Jesus' death, while he's hanging there, his mother is there. Listen, not even his brothers are there. Um, you now, have to pay attention. Yeah, go to your point, please. I want I want you to yank that point. So so boom, there we are. Connie comes, wants Connie to comes. see her brother and mm -hmm. the mother. Pick it up. The mother says, the mother says, you're gonna wait in line just like everybody else. Same thing Jesus said. Jesus said, Who is my mother and who is my brother? He points to his 12 and says, Whoever does the will of my father, this is my mother, this is my brother. He redefined, here it is, because we're talking about the movie, Godfather. He redefines family versus relatives. Yes, he does. And as a leader, one of the things you can begin to get emotional about and make bad decisions about is especially as it relates to family and relatives. Because you will begin to make business decisions based off of family relations. Yes, yes. Even Jesus wouldn't do that. Even Jesus says, y'all don't come in here interrupting me. He's checking them publicly. Y'all don't come in here interrupting what I'm doing. He says, these people are headed the same direction as me. Which means my family are those that are headed the same direction as me. Relatives are people who I share common bloodline and ancestry with. Talk about that from the aspect of the movie, because that's was the whole thing. It was these family businesses, right? This oil, olive oil business that, of course, then broke off into you know, other stuff. But the point is, is that at one point, Michael disowns his own brother because his brother invokes emotion and his brother, Michael says he's weak. And the reality is his brother was the weak link that almost took the family down. That's what Godfather II uh, was really all about is the family was almost his wife and kids were and him were almost murdered because of his brother. Let's talk about that because many leaders, you you get distracted by what's going on in your house. Definitely, Michael had a meeting at the beginning of the movie where the, he met with a corrupt senator, and then the senator asked for you know uh, for them to meet alone. And he said, Senator, I trust these men with my life. If I ask them to leave, it will be an insult. Not one of them was his blood. <laughs> Whoa! Come on here. Wow. He said, I trust these men with my life. Now, this is the family business, but not one, even Tom. Remember, Tom was not his real brother. He considered him a brother, but he was an orphan that his dad took in. So the, the close-knit circle was not even his blood. Wow. Freight, including Fredo. Right. So Fred, Fredo was out. Uh -huh. And he only let Fredo handle minuscule parts, which mm -hmm. Fredo became very jealous of that. But Michael was very clear about his weaknesses. He was very clear about who he was. I believe that he still uh, somewhat blamed him. You haven't seen one yet, but I think he blamed him for being off uh, when his father, uh, when the first assassination attempt was made on his father. So so he knew that mm -hmm. his, his, his blood had nothing to do with the organization and the moving on of it and the strength of it. Right. That's so powerful um, because sometimes leaders, um, especially for those of you who are entrepreneurs and business owners, you want to build a dynasty. Yes. And sometimes that's not what it's going to be. 
Mm, Sometimes right. it's not going to be a dynasty. Even the God's kingdom is not a dynasty. It's a kingdom. That's good. And there's a difference. Jesus gave authority of his church to the to a majority that were not related to him. Yes. Why? Right? Um, and and when you look at that, I think that's such a powerful lesson. Even if you look in the Bible, Moses has Aaron, Miriam. Moses is the youngest. Aaron and Miriam are older. Um, what you'll notice is Moses does not give control of the Hebrews to Aaron or Aaron's sons. Miriam or Miriam's sons, he gives it to Joshua. Joshua is not related to him. Wow. And I think that's so important to understand because sometimes, and let me be clear, this is not to say you can't build a great family business. This is to say that if it's clear you can't build that because because everybody that's family, sometimes they can't do business. Um, they don't have the mentality to do that. And you're bringing them in saying this would be amazing, but everything's not going to be a dynasty. Everything's not going to be a dynasty. Um, and if you don't come to grips with that, not just family, let's go here, friends. You can try to bring friends to it. We've been friends for years. That does not mean that they need to be a part of what you're building. That's right. That's right. Maybe they need to stay over here as friend, and y'all just have good friendship conversation, but you can't bring them into what you're building. Yeah, and, um, and that's so true. Yeah. Many, many times mm -hmm. I've tried to employ family mm -hmm. and friends. Mm -hmm. And because of those relation, I don't know what it is, Bishop. Maybe you can help. But because mm -hmm. of the, the the familiarity of right. it, or you know, they feel like they know you. You know, they they, they don't respect the call. They right. drag their feet. They don't do as well as a, a, a job, even though I'm paying them, just like mm -hmm. any other client would pay them. Yeah. For whatever reason, I I don't get the treatment that I should get. As an, uh, you know, as a as an employer or leader, right? right. Yeah. And, and I think a couple of things come with that. One is this. I think one. This is, let's go back. Just use the movie. This is the business you chose. This is not the business they necessarily chose. That's good. Now you said, well, then, but it's a job, this, or it's a responsibility, it's a position, it's a role. True. But at the end of the day, um, what I've discovered is that sometimes outsiders will protect something more than an insider will. Wow. That's number one. Number two is familiarity. Jesus said it like this. A prophet is not without honor. Everybody want to hear from the man of God. Jesus said, but it's some that, yeah. that, that, that's from where he's from and that saw him come up and saw his development and saw his process. It takes special people. And, and I can say because I, I, I have been blessed to where I, I do have um, some uh, family and 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 relatives and and different that and different ones that have been involved, but there are also the fact of that is that that does not work all the time. And in fact, I've had to learn lessons and say I'm not doing that again because that right there created hell for me, created hurt for me, created pain for me. And here's why it was extra painful is because I let my guard down because I thought if nothing else, I would have your loyalty. Mm, that's right. Let's go to the movie. Fredo, 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 the brother was the one that sold them out. You broke my heart, Fredo. That's what he told him. He I said, knew it was you. <laughs> I knew you. And Fredo lied to him. That was the brother, y'all. Y'all got to go look at the movie. That was the brother. It was Michael Corleone, um, the godfather, um, who took over for his father, who, interestingly enough, didn't want to do it. Back to your back to back to this whole thing of apostolic. So let's go on and make this movie super spiritual. Let's um, go. Here it is. Michael Corleone really was operating in an apostolic grace. He was succeeding at something else. And then he's pulled over to do this. Yes. Right. Um, and, and, and so when you look at that, this movie, there's so many parallels to life that is, which is why I said I got to We got to do a whole talk on leadership lessons from the Godfather, because there's so many parallels. Success. If you want somebody to get something done, give it to somebody that's busy. Ooh, many man. times you look for people who aren't succeeding and say, let me get him a shot. That's not, God doesn't even do that. God <laughs> says, let me find somebody that's succeeding. Now let me get him some more to do. Got it? The five talents, two talents, one talent. Who got more? Five and two. The five. You know what to do with what you have, so I'm going to give you more. So for every leader that feels overwhelmed, it's a compliment. <laughs> it's a compliment. 
You're not overwhelmed. You're just underprepared for what it is you're handling. You're not overwhelmed. God is literally complimenting you and wow. saying to you, I knew you could do this. Why did I skip all these other ones and come to you? It, and they ain't got nothing to do. Mm -mm. It's because I know you will get it done. For everybody that's a leader in an organization, why does everything get given to me? Because you get it done. It's a compliment. More weight is an indication you're stronger. Woo. Did you hear what I just said? Yes, more weight and more pressure is an indication that you're stronger than the others. And so, um, so Michael had a strength that his father saw that his brothers didn't, that the others didn't. But let's talk about this Fredo. Fredo sells out his brother. Um, and Fredo says this line. He says, uh, Michael tells him, this is, um, I got it set up. This is how Pop wanted it. I think he said Pop. This is how Dad wanted Pop wanted it. Something like that. And Michael said, uh, Fredo said, but not how I wanted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, what about me? I'm smart. I can do things. What do you do as a leader when you have people on your team that want to do what their actions have proven they're not capable of? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. They want to do more, but they struggling with what you already gave them. Come on. They want to be the leader, but they struggling with what you already gave them. Look at that. Oh, there we go. That's crazy because, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. That's what the Bible says. That's Bible. So, so it, it amazes me. <laughs> it almost speaks to pride and arrogance. Right. Right. To, to want, because what are you trying to prove? Right. What is the agenda mm -hmm. in you wanting to do more knowing you're not successful here? Right. Right. And, I mean, and, and Pastor, though, but isn't that the issue, though, is the thought that you are succeeding, yet you're not pleasing who enlisted you, where we started the conversation in this morning. Right. Because sometimes, as a leader, you will have people on your team who think they're doing great. And in their own world, they're doing amazing. But they're not they're not attempting to please who enlisted them. They're pleasing themselves. And that's why I said it was pride. There you go. And that's why I said it was pride, because you're not humbling yourself. There you go. Go to your leader, the one above you, to right. say, am, am I doing this to your liking? There you go. And let's deal with that. Okay. You open it up. All right. Here you go. Now, you got me going now. All right. Because we live in a culture that says, but I don't care what you think. I, look, it's about what I like. And I and I felt this and I felt that. Guys, especially in church, that's not Bible. That's mm. not godly. That's not, that's not living your truth. That's evil. Satan tried that and God said, you and everybody that think like you can get out of here. Come on, come on. He kicked Satan and one third of the angelic host. Angelic host means angels that fight. These are warriors. He said, everybody that fights like you has to get away from me. Because the attitude y'all have is you're going to do your thing your way. And you're in my thing. This is my kingdom, not yours. Woo. This is my thing. Okay. All right. So you want your own kingdom so bad. He says, I'm going to literally send you. Revelation 12 says he sent, he sent the earth. Earth is hell for them because it puts them in time. He says, I'm going to send you there. Um, and, and, and your punishment will be that you can no longer be around me because you're not trying to please me. You're doing your thing your way. That is literally the spirit of the enemy. That's literally, if we want to go hear Bible, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. When you are an anarchist within an organization. And you'll say, well, I'm just pushing the envelope. And that's fine to be creative. That's fine to create suggestions. But you got to please who enlisted you. And leaders who have teams, if you got team members that aren't doing this, you're dealing with an evil spirit. That's desire is to create anarchy on the team. Got it? And if you're someone that's a leader under another a senior leader, you are literally not up. That is not God telling you to go against the leader and not do what the leader wants and not do what the leader said because you think you got a great idea. It's not your kingdom. Michael Corleone was the godfather. And let's talk about this. We'll close with this. When people stepped out of line with the godfather, Michael was so cool. Let's talk about his demeanor. Let's go. Michael was so cool. Michael was cool. Michael was calm. Michael was collective. The only time he got really emotional is when he came to his wife and kids. And his wife, we talked about this. Let's hit this real quick and then his demeanor and then we're out of here. His wife was his weakness. He picked yes. wrong. Yes, he picked wrong. He picked wrong. Why did he pick wrong, Pastor? Why did he pick wrong? 
I believe he picked wrong because he was led by this fantasy mm-hmm. that, he, that he wanted. He so did not want to be like his father mm. that he wanted to pick mm. he Come wanted on. to pick a woman that fitted the fantasy. But when the attempt was made on his father's life, then his pick should have matured with his new position. Mm. Let me say wow. that again. Let me, yeah, 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 on, let's yeah. go, let's go. Come on, come on, come on. I love it. His pick should wow. have matured with his new position. Remember, when he had kept, he was Joe College, like like his brother told him. He was he was the he was the Marine vet. Right. He was he was away from the family business. Mm-hmm. He was not involved. So for that position, she was perfect for him. Mm-hmm. But when his position changed, changed. Wow. His pick, his pick should have changed. Wow. And she didn't. And that, and and here's how you know in relationships, friendships. If people can't mature with you, they are literally a roadblock to you. Mm. If you can't evolve with me, that's you it. are you are literally a roadblock to me. Because that's, um, that's the only time he got emotional was with her and the kids. Now, kids are understandable. And, and, the ki- and the kids weren't really making them emotional. They were no, it was her. It, it was her. She was the weakness, and you remember you brought up the fact of Delilah and and right. she's you know and and every man's yes. weakness. I mean that that anybody else, he's cool, he gangster, but when it comes to her, he's stressed, he's yelling, he's I mean he's he's out of it. right. He turns into another man, and in one scene in the movie, he lunged at her. I mean it was the it was it was it was bad because it was wrong, but it was funny from a theatrical standpoint because he just he's standing here and just whew, he just lunges at her it's bad what he did don't get me wrong all right i don't want the ladies to think anything wrong it was bad what he did but it was theatrically to watch it it was funny the, the he lunged at her because she was literally the, the word delilah means um samson had delilah Del- samson the strong wise warrior but that doggone um delilah was his weakness and her name literally means one who weakens or makes poor Right. So as a leader, make sure you don't have Delilahs in your circle, because what Delilahs will do, they will create your weakness. Yes. And they, what their goal is to do is from the enemy is to get you off your square, to get you yes. off your focus. So for those of you that are single, you got to pray that no Delilahs come in. For those of you that are married, you got to pray that that thing doesn't get on your spouse because you're going to keep evolving. Mm. You are not going to be the same you you were five years ago. Listen, we're living in the age of pandemics and where people are prospering in the midst of pandemics and all things are new this year, 2020. Guess what? Things change quickly. You're not the same person you were five months ago. Come on now. Come on. Come so on. you got to, if you're married, y'all got to grow together and evolve yeah. together. Say, listen, baby, when you met me, I was in the Navy. I'm the godfather now. Ooh. When you met me, I stood up for people. Now people... Stand up for me. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. When you met me, I kissed the ring of the general. Now my ring is kissed. Yeah. And the way you described it about he launched, he literally jumped out of his position. Yes. Come on. That was a physical representation of what the lava did. That's that's why it looks so weird. It looks so weird because he had no business getting out of position because of her. Think about it. He didn't even hit Fredo. No, no, his brother. No, it, the senator disrespected him in his own house. Mm-hmm. It's so so many people that he ordered to have killed. He didn't wow. do nothing to. No, no, kept his cool. He kept his cool, which, which but is part of the. But, but mm-hmm. it jumped out of his cool when it came to his. He jumped but out. But when it came to her, and here's the sad thing about it, because I hear somebody making the argument. Well, you know. Um, but, you know, then in the movie, in part three, didn't he say, you know, my family, my family, my family. Here's what's amazing. He dies alone. Yes. She's not there. Come on. So even when I'm going to help somebody, I don't know who this is for, Pastor, but somebody's about to get separated. He gave up the dynasty to go pursue his wife. He gives the seat of the godfather to somebody else to go pursue his wife. And she still leaves him because she was never the right fit. 
And when you are dealing with it, I don't know who this is for. You talk about maybe I'll give up my business. I'm gonna give all of this up. You're gonna be like Prince Akeem from coming to America. You better be sure that's the right sacrifice to make. Come on now. If you're gonna give up the kingdom, if you're gonna give it up for them, you better make doggone sure that's the right sacrifice. I don't know who this is for. We got prophetic a little bit. Well, well, well look, if we, look, if, we if, if we get prophetic, I gotta jump to this. Now, this is not the Godfather. But this movie parallels with what you right. just said. Do you remember Superman 2? Superman 2, I remember. Superman 2, Lois Lane talks Superman into being Clark Kent permanently. Permanently. Ooh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, now here's, here's the kicker from that. Once all his powers is gone, they're at a coffee shop, and some guys are trying to talk to Lois Lane, disrespecting her. His strength is gone. gone. So this, this trucker is beating up Clark Kent. Hmm. Now, mind you, Superman willingly gave up his power. Right. And the look she had, I'm, oh, I mean, she's looking at him like, you're supposed to be Superman. Mm -hmm. but, wait, mm -hmm. but hold on. Did you forget that I just... Gave all I of gave that up for you, and now when you need it, when you need <laughs> it, now when you need it, you wish I never would have done it. Come on, that's a, that's very similar to Delilah. And again, a leader as leaders, it's not just about having good leadership skills. Here it is, Pastor. We're gonna close on this. It's about having good life skills. Yes, your leadership of what you're leading is only effective as you can lead yourself. Those are called life skills. That's good. And, and as Christians, um, and maybe you're listening to this podcast or watching it, and you're not a Christian, today's your opportunity to come to Jesus. Literally, you can give your life to the Lord today um, and, and move in that. But what's amazing, matter of fact, I want to lead you to prayer. If you're not a Christian and you're listening to this, or you wouldn't want to recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure you're a leader or you're anybody listening or watching, just pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Say, I believe in you, and I confess you as my Lord and my savior in jesus name amen. amen listen i had to go there i don't think i've ever done that leadership podcast but listen you gotta do hey, it. Look, we gotta look, look. let's do it um text decision to five nine seven six nine that word decision the five nine seven six nine or go to harvest church that church and click next steps i want to shoot your text right away to show you how to make christianity your lifestyle so much from the godfather so, so much. much. What would be your last takeaway that we leave um, to leaders that are listening? Because we gave so many nuggets. This is like this has like been a gold mine discussion. I, you know, the last takeaway would be what I started my Hope Dealer Two album with. It, it was a, it was a it was a quote from Michael Corleone. This comes from Godfather Three. Mm. He said, "Every time I think I'm out." Mm. They pull me back in. Ooh. Listen, if you have been chosen, mm. it ain't no way out. Ain't no way out. You can you can want to <laughs> listen. I don't care how the people act. I don't care how people under you or over you act. God is always gonna pull you back in because they did not call you God did. God did. Whoop that is. It ain't over till it's over. Till it's over. Here's mine. In the movie, um, I think this is 3-2. He says, never hate your enemies. It clouds your judgment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back to Michael Corleone's demeanor. He was so cool, yeah. calm, and collected. He had power. He had wealth. He had authority, influence. But he kept his cool. And many times as leaders, you lose your cool. Back to what we said when he lunged out at his wife. You get out of your position and you start fighting with all you have to speak to. You start quarreling with who should have never been in the room with you. And so to every leader, I would say, maintain your emotional health and stability. You cannot let this cannot kill you. This cannot kill you. You cannot let this stress you out. You cannot let this keep you up all night. It should make you pray. It should make you worship. It should make you give. It should make you serve. All of those things that we should normally do. But this is not going to be the end of you. This is going to be the, the, a fresh beginning for you. Because at the end of the day, if we look at Godfather, really, it is a representation. I'm going to flip this thing of what 
was looked at as an evil business, family business, organized crime. Here's the reality. We are in the kingdom. And in the kingdom, this is a family business. <laughs> Come on. And we got one father who is God. Come on. And that father that we have, he says, listen, go, as you said, do business till I come. And whatever you are, if you're an executive, if you're a business owner, a pastor, bishop, whatever, wherever you're at, God has literally put you there to bring influence uh, for him and to, and to ultimately change lives. But remember the business that you are in and then don't let anybody make you hate them. People are going to stab you in the back. Don't, 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 don't give them the pleasure of hating them. People are going to talk about you. Don't give that means you're good. Don't give them the pleasure of hating them. Man, this has been good. Leadership lessons from the Godfather. Listen, guys, what I want you to do, you got a new album coming out, but tell us uh, tell us how folks can get your last album, um, uh, I, I, the, the, the most recent project. Yeah, uh, the most recent project really was prophetic because it is the soundtrack of everything going on right now wow. with, with civil rights and, 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 right. uh, and, and, and just everything. It's called Black. Uh, that's available on, on all digital platforms. All you have to do is uh, Google or Apple, uh, Android, YouTube, Mr. Dale Black. That album is available for streaming right now everywhere. And my brand new album, will, uh, double album, will be released on the 20th of November and December. It is a double album. It's called 2020, uh, wow. ce celebrating 20 years in Hip hop ministry, twenty songs, tw hence twenty twenty. I love it. I love it, man. You are amazing. Thanks for joining with me today. Great conversation for every leader. Again, I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, man. I love you. I appreciate you. Again, text HLN to five nine seven six nine. Get connected to the Harvest Leadership Network. If this blessed you, you should bless what blesses you. So into it. Go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give. You can give that way. If you want to use the cash app, you can use Harvest Church Give. You can give that way. We're going to be a blessing. Whatever you sow, we're going to be a blessing into pastor's ministry and what he does. So I want for you to sow. Do it right now. Sow right now so we can be a blessing. So go to Harvest Search Give or uh, Cash App, Harvest Search Give, PayPal, Venmo, Harvest Search Give. We got it all now. PayPal, Venmo, Come on. all this stuff. We All these different things that people love it. And then, of course, text to give, which you can get all of that through our website. Love you guys. Love you, pastor. Appreciate you. Love man. you, bishop. Thank you. All right. All right. God bless Yep, we love God, and we love people, and you know we love life. We make USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.